Welcome to Align and Hustle. I'm your host, Kathy Spence, photographer, entrepreneur, and brand strategist. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring conversations that will help you expand your mind, align with your purpose, and take action toward creating a life you love. Are you ready? Let's do this. Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of Align and Hustle. My name is Kathy Spence. I am so happy to have you here with me again today. And speaking about happy, I am close to ecstatic to find out that we, the podcast, is now on the top list for self-improvement in Canada on Apple Podcasts. So thank you so much. I really appreciate all of your kind words, all of the beautiful um, ratings that you have left on iTunes. And again, if you love what you hear on the show, please rate and review as it obviously is helping us to grow and reach more people. So thank you again so, so much. And I'm also I'm so excited to be back in studio doing what I love. Um, I am, if you're listening to this in real time, it's mid-September and I've been back in the studio for a couple weeks now, back to shooting. And it's been a little bit different, but it's been exciting and I didn't realize how much I loved it. And And I remember again why I do this for, why I do this. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, is it, why are you a photographer? Do you love taking photos? Have you always loved taking photos? And it's actually, yes, I do. I do enjoy taking photos, but the moment that I love the most is when I show my clients their images. And it's that moment, that expression that I get to see in their eyes when the beauty that I see in them is reflected back to them and they get to see themselves the way that I see them. And that is the most amazing moment. And I didn't realize how much I missed it until these past few weeks. So just a shout out to all of my amazing clients. It's been so great to see you back in studio. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to do what I love. And speaking about love, it brings me to my guest today. Millie Fox is a self-love and self-worth coach. I first met Millie about this time last year, I was headed to a conference in California and she was actually seated in front of me on the plane. And I noticed her right away because she was with her son and with her husband. And her son was quite rambunctious on the plane, full of energy as boys are. And she just was so calm and collected that I was really impressed by her. And it was um, it was quite a surprise when I saw her again at the same hotel that I was staying at and at the same conference. So we had an opportunity to chat and we've become friends. And the more I get to know her, the more I realize the level of confidence that she has. And I really think this conversation will be helpful for a lot of you. So I'm excited to share. I just wanted to say a few things Millie has recently had a new baby and she is a mompreneur and with the um, situation as it is with COVID, we are now all working from home. So you might hear a little bit of gurgling and a little bit of um, 
baby sounds because during the recording, Millie was bouncing her beautiful little girl um, in order to get her to sleep. If you're wondering, do I hear a baby? Yes, you hear a baby. But, you know, trailblazing entrepreneurs, we do what we need to do in order to get what we need to get done. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Millie Fox. Happy to have my beautiful friend, Millie Fox, on the podcast with me today. Millie, welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here with me today. I um, was listening, I was reading the ebook that you sent me on self-love. And as soon as I read that, I knew right away that I needed to have you on the show because we share a lot of similar stories with our background. I feel like a lot of the things that you were talking about in your book with your growing up is very similar to mine. So I really wanted to have you on and, and chat. Mm-hmm. And we're joined by your baby girl. Yes, she's gonna be. She's gonna be with us here. Um, you know, this is the definition of mompreneur, right? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so we we just roll with it. I wanted you to just um, let my audience know a little bit about who you are, what it is that you do, and who you help. Yeah, absolutely. So I am. You know, I guess the easiest way to put it is like a heart-centered entrepreneur. And um, right now I'm really diving into coaching. And what I focus on most is self-worth and self-love. And I call myself a recovering perfectionist. And I help other women do the same. It's like release the shackles of unrealistic expectation and reconnect with who they actually are so that they can really like actually live from a place of power and confidence. Okay, so let's start there with power and confidence. So if for people who don't um, follow Millie on Instagram, I am just (laughs) blown away by your TikToks and how you are so connected to yourself. And you're just so free. Like, how did that happen? Where did that come from? Like, where did you start with that? Because a lot of us as women, there is no way after giving birth, would I have done a TikTok video in my underwear? Like, no no way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Where did it come? I don't really know. Like, honestly, most of my struggles have come through accepting myself like internal ways rather than external so for a long time i didn't really give the body much importance um i always kind of thought that my mind was more important than my body and uh it's a bit of a different narrative i guess in a lot of women experience i don't know i guess um i guess i related to my body in a different way where i kind of just didn't get much of a thought and when i finally did come around considering my body and and starting to really love it I wanted it to function at its highest capacity, not necessarily look a certain way. Like I I did fall into that trap of of trying to look a certain way when I was a personal trainer, uh, trying to go for the six pack abs and all that sort of stuff. But uh, I, I, I experienced a lot of like health issues and digestive issues and fatigue and so my self-love body love journey sort of started from the inside out in, in that sense, where I was trying to heal myself from all of these ailments and I studied nutrition and that kind of started to bring it back around to realizing that 
the body is just as important as the mind and the soul and it's all it's all connected so um in terms of showing up online i um <laughs> i just started dancing one day i think it was a couple years ago and it was just this like moment of goofiness that i had that i wanted to share i think it was actually like new year's day in my instagram stories and i was feeling good and i was dancing and it was just funny and I, I kept doing it and people just were responding in such a, an amazing way to it that I, I was blown away. And um, it didn't have to do with, you know, showing my body necessarily, but then slowly but surely as like, you know, you met me right when I was pregnant with my daughter and uh, I was just sharing that part of the journey and like sharing my body and moving my body and, um, I've, I've never really had too much of a, an issue with sharing. I, I kind of, I was saying recently that I, I've always kind of been like an open book or like maybe even an oversharer. So I felt the same way with my body. Like, this is where I'm at and here it is. You don't have to like it. I don't know if I necessarily like am in love with the bodies, you know? I do. And I just, I just applaud you because like I said, you, you're so free. And I think a lot of women, a lot of women really don't like themselves very much. And that's why I think your work with self-love and self-worth is so important. Can you um, dive into that a little bit more? Like is self-love and self-worth, are those two different things or are they intertwined together? They're definitely intertwined, but self-worth is a prerequisite for self-love. That's the way I view it because a lot of people talk about self-love and I think that, um, it, it gets a little lost on some people when we talk about self-love because they just don't have that warm, fuzzy feeling for themselves mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily know how they're supposed to force it. I talk about self-worth because it's that underlying enoughness that I think we need to feel and a certain level of acceptance before we really can have that true self-love. And I also talk Talk about self-love in in terms of an action rather than an emotion. So because it, it brings a little bit more like go ahead. Sorry, can you go into that a little bit deeper? Like how is self-love an act see because to me self-love always growing up, I'm a little bit older than you. So to me, self-love was always like, oh, there's mm -hmm. that girl who loves herself so much. And it was me to me, it was always tied with you know, being conceited or being um, full of yourself. But that's, as I go through my own personal development, I realized you know, I had it all wrong. But I also realized that I didn't really have that warm, fuzzy feeling for myself. And it was hard for me to start this journey. So can you explain what you mean when you say self-love is an action? Right. So it's when you're acting loving towards yourself it's not necessarily the warm fuzzy feeling that would be self-care self-compassion doing things that build self-trust within yourself and again like doing self-worth work is also a form of self-love so if someone feels that they need to work on themselves in this area, where do they start? I honestly think that starting with self-compassion is the best place to start for women, especially 
because we just we're so hard on ourselves constantly we're judging everything that we do like I just realized <laughs> um, that I've been judging myself for being judgmental of myself. <laughs> so it, it's just this crazy cycle, right? Like you're not doing it right. Um, so that's where the self-compassion comes in, where we have to, you know, understand. So self-compassion has like three components. There's, there's uh, common humanity, which is realizing that we are all going through this messy experience and we're never alone, that there's mindfulness and recognizing, you know, where we are coming into those moments where, where we're being unkind or judgmental of ourselves, And then there's the kindness. So the conscious act of switching into kindness for ourselves and um, rec- being able to recognize and allow our emotions rather than always like shoving them down. We have to be able to accept where we're currently at. And a lot of that comes down to, um, so mindfulness, but then also taking a little bit more time and space to be in our bodies, to to actually tap into what we feel, what our desires are. Like that in itself is a gift, you know? I feel like we're always so busy that we don't even consider our own feelings or desires or who we are anymore. And that's how we get lost. And that's how we feel so empty and drained and just worthless. I found some women have a really hard time connecting with like their inner child, like a a child version of themselves, that they have like this inability or or aversion to, to look at that like innocent being inside of themselves that that needs the love so how do you so is this what you coach women to like do you take them back to their childhood and work through the the steps of of no. connecting with that or would you recommend someone how would you recommend someone doing that no so I kind of uh, I take a different sort of approach when when I've had clients who have said that they have that trouble I just tell them to imagine when they are speaking to themselves to just imagine a small, a small like female in their lives. So maybe it's a daughter, maybe it's a niece, maybe it's a you know a younger cousin, or like just anybody that you you are able to openly express love and compassion towards. Keep that person in your mind as you're speaking to yourself, so that you can understand the emotion that you would be giving to that other person. And sort of channel it towards yourself instead. Yeah, because I find that. I find that um, the way that I speak to myself some days, I'm very hard on myself. And I would never, ever use those same words if I spoke to my daughter. Exactly, right? People don't really understand what it means to actually love and care for yourself and how important it is, especially in this day and age, with everything that's going on with COVID and mm-hmm. being trapped in this fear and uncertainty, you really need to be connected to yourself so that you know how to move forward. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. I honestly, truly, truly believe that self-love is what's required to quote unquote, save the world. We need self-love to save the world because, um, Otherwise, if we don't have self-love, we're just we're we're putting ourselves onto this uh, imaginary sort of scale of 
how well we we stack up against other people and it's this sort of imaginary idea that somebody else is better than me or i'm you know i'm better than somebody else these judgments that create all of these sort of fear-based actions love is the opposite of fear it's not hate it's love so we need to you know it's like michael jackson says i'm starting with the man in the mirror that's what we all need to do like we if we want to be the most embodied aligned vibrant uh effective impactful versions of ourselves how can we do that if we don't even like ourselves how can we do that if we don't accept ourselves how can we do that if we don't love ourselves like you can tell it's the people who sink into that compassion and love and acceptance that radiate that energy that we're all drawn towards you know and that's when your ears perk up and i think that we need to know ourselves i feel that you know in that drive to be perfect the perfect mom the perfect wife the perfect um daughter or all these roles that we put ourselves into i think we lose we lose ourselves along the way Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest challenges that women face is that we lose ourselves because we're told that it's selfish to take that time. I read you wrote perfectionism where you wrote something about where perfectionism exists. There is usually shame. And I find that too, you know, we're, Mm -hmm. it's like, we're afraid to to really peel back the layer of who we are or show that, you know, we have, we, we aren't perfect. We have faults and that, that shame or that judgment is, is there with it. Where does one begin this self-love journey? Like, are there, are there system or a process or like, where would you tell someone to, or coach someone to begin? this going down the self-love journey or the self-worth journey? Well, it's a long journey, first of all. I just want to put that out there. There's not going to be like a five-week course that will, you know, fix all the problems, but I do have tools, absolutely. So you need to understand the desires that you have because desire, in my opinion, is God-given. It's it's divine. We were given the desires that we have so that we could come here, be the highest version of ourselves, be as lit up as we possibly can be, excited and inspired so that we can inspire more people to also do the same. Because, like, honestly, if you don't know who you are, how can you love that person? You're, you're neglecting her. You don't know her. Like, you need to know somebody in order to love them and to to have a relationship. It's like, honestly, Millie, what you're saying is exactly what I said yet last week. Life is a journey. There really is no end result, right? It's you're, you're a work in progress. You're constantly working towards the next best version of you. Yes, absolutely. And, and I... I've recently turned a corner myself where I just feel like we have to be careful about saying like the best version of you mm-hmm. because even that word it it sort of evokes perfectionism like mm-hmm. 
you are the best you always because you are uh, always unlimited good like that's the source of all of us like that's the middle the center of all of us before any of the programming happened right like so we are always the best version of ourselves inside and it's peeling back the layers to allow to accept to allow to make space for that person to show themselves so you could say the truest version of yourself or you could say the highest version of yourself um but yeah so we start with who are you and what do you want okay and then what's getting in the way so the shame is the problem i would say for most people because shame is uh <laughs> shame is a pandemic um <laughs> we have like atrocious levels of shame and the way to get rid of it is to start speaking our truths and our stories and our getting in touch with our emotions and bringing them all out into the light because shame cannot exist in the light it's something that thrives when we think that we're alone in how we feel so that comes back to the self-compassion piece as well <clears throat> in helping to you know bring your shame to the surface and eradicate it and so many people are so afraid to do that so we have shame and we have judgment those two things are the biggest two things that get in the way of living uh, as Brene Brown would call it, uh, a wholehearted life. And that's kind of like my aim is to live wholeheartedly um, the truest and most authentic version of myself. And uh, authenticity, I'll just touch on for one second, second uh, is, you know, it's not a character characteristic, like it's not a, a personality trait to be authentic. It's a choice to show up that way. And it's a scary choice because it involves vulnerability, right? And again, Brene Brown is the queen of vulnerability, but it's in that vulnerability that we're able to really embrace who we are and show our true self so that we can form connection with other people. And I think that ultimately that the biggest part of our journey right here on this earth is to be our truest self and have connection with other people because belonging is such a, it's such an intrinsic need for all of us, right? Like we are hardwired for belonging. And uh, that that's a distinction that was really amazing for me to learn was the difference between belonging and fitting in, right? So we all try to fit in because we're hoping to find belonging, but we can't find belonging if we're trying to shove ourselves into these spaces that don't fit us right we're shoving ourselves into these spaces that don't fit us and it's not our truest self so we're we're you know conforming and, and twisting to be these people that we aren't hoping that we'll form connection and feel belonging but the only real way to actually feel like you belong is to be absolutely 100% who you are and that's how you'll find your people too I coach my clients to show up as their authentic selves, like just be themselves in their brand so that that attracts their clients to them. And then in essence, affects their, the, their level of impact and then their level of income because people 
so in business and in life, it's the same. People do business with those that they know, like, and trust. And when mm-hmm. you open yourself up, even on a personal level, that's when you build that true connection with your circle of friends, with your family. Um, so we're like completely on the same page. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's just that, that journey of vulnerability where you're, you kind of release the fear of opening up and letting that person be seen wholly and completely, even with the flaws, right? Because if we, if we don't embrace the flaws, then there's still an aspect of, of shame and judgment. When you start to connect and listen and align with yourself again, what, what is the impact on your life? I think that the two words that, that come up most are like confidence and clarity. And it, I know that the word empowerment is, is so overused these days, but I haven't found a better way quite yet to say it. I like the word vibrant as well. The simplest thing that you can do is to start getting in touch with your desires and your preferences. So how do we not, how do we disconnect from ourselves? Like, how do we not know what we like anymore? Well, it's absolutely the perfectionism um, situation because so perfectionism leads into this sort of like vicious cycle of pleasing, performing, and then again, perfecting. So we, we ple- we try to please people, please uh, everyone around us. Oh, and it's also a little, little bit of codependency, which is a very um, misunderstood topic where codependency essentially means that you're trying to control the emotional reactions of people around you because you're trying to control, uh, first of all, their emotional experience, but also their perception of you. So we have this huge thing where we're trying to please people, people pleasing. So we're performing for them. We're acting in certain ways, trying to control their reactions, trying to manage how we're perceived. Um, And, you know, there's inevitably going to be negative feedback because that's the way the world works. Like we're not always going to get positive feedback. Not everyone's going to like us or like what we do or say, and that's totally okay. But then in the perfectionist cycle, the next step is to go back and try to be even better the next time around. We try to learn and we try to perform at an even higher level. We try to please people at an even higher level. And the more we do this, the more we abandon ourselves. And the less we're able to trust ourselves as well, because we're not showing up for ourselves. We are showing up to please others and abandoning ourselves in the, in the process. So we've got this really vicious cycle because perfectionism is not healthy striving. It's a self-destructive cycle. And it's also addictive as well, because we think that if we try harder, we work harder, we perform more, we please more that eventually we're going to get better feedback. Uh, But also the other thing too about it is that perfectionism bases all our value on external feedback. I was just trying, I was just taking in what you said about perfectionism is based on external feedback. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's based on validating who we are and our enoughness on our achievements, on our performance. 
and on the way other people react to us. There is no intrinsic value when we are operating out of perfectionism. There's no enoughness when we're operating out of perfectionism. So how do we break through that cycle? Because I feel like I'm pretty, I feel pretty good about myself now, but I still find my, like, even with the podcast, I wasn't going to release the podcast on the launch date because I found that my first episode I felt wasn't good enough. The audio wasn't good enough. And I had to stop myself and say, no, you're just putting it out. How do we... Is that what we need to do? We just need to to be aware and catch ourselves in those in that thought process and then do better or I, I wouldn't call it do better. I would say be courageous. Show up and just show your imperfect self. Just go for it. And the more you do that, the more you're gonna see like People are not paying as close of attention to you as you think they are. <laughs> and you're you, like the feedback that you're going to get is not going to be any more or less negative. In fact, from my experience, the more I do that and the more I, I just act out of courage, the more I experience real connection with people um, because I'm showing up in that really authentic, raw, vulnerable way that is much truer than you know any other way i've been showing up prior well and you like not everyone's gonna like you like you're not going to you know you're not going to appeal to everyone there's absolutely and i also find that the more courageous you are and the more you step in and show up it's like you're keeping a promise that you've made to yourself, right? I like for the podcast again, I promised I was going to do this to be of service and to help. And if I broke that promise, I was, I would be in a way sabotaging myself. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't Mm -hmm. I be? Because then in the next thing that I want to do, I might hold myself back again because that I just would get into a pattern. Do you, Mm -hmm. do you agree? Oh my gosh, that's self-trust. That's building self-trust. So the opposite of self-trust is self-abandonment. So when you have those moments of perfectionism that like sabotage you, it's because you've abandoned yourself. And when you just act out of courage, show up with the vulnerability and authenticity and just do it anyway, that builds self-trust because it shows you that you can do hard things. Self-trust and self-compassion are, in my opinion, the two biggest pillars for self-worth. And then so as you keep trusting yourself, you build confidence in yourself, which then in turn would build a different view of yourself. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it will build that worth, that enoughness, that like you, you, you're giving yourself like your own security blanket. Um, a cushion. Uh, you are your own cheerleader. You're able to self-soothe a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Millie, last question, because I want to be mindful of time, and I know you have your baby with you, and I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, what does Aligned, so the with the name of the podcast is Aligned and Hustle, and 
I just wanted to, I'm curious as to what aligned means for you. Since you're into the woo and everything, maybe we'll get into yeah. that a little bit. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think aligned means aligned with your truest self. I think it means aligned with like knowing who you are and, and living that from that truest place, that truth. I'm putting air quotes there because I, I feel like people say that all the time, like living from your truth. I don't, I don't really like that saying, but from your truest self, that's what I think alignment is. And Millie, where can people find you on, um, if they want to learn more about you and your work, where can they reach out to you? Yeah. So I'm in a lot of places, but the place I spend the most time is Instagram for sure. So my handle is at Millie Fox, M-I-L-L-I-F-O-X. I have a freebie also that I'd like to offer anyone listening. It's a six-page self-worth worksheet, and it's got some really good prompts and a couple of tools for your toolkit that you can kind of go through and take advantage of and journal some stuff out as well. So you can find that on my website. It's www.milliefox.com slash worksheet. Okay, I will um, link that up in the episode show notes as well for anyone that is driving or working out or doing something where they can't. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me here today. I really appreciate this conversation and I really believe that it will be helpful to a lot of women who are listening out there. So thank you again so much for being here. Yeah, it was really my pleasure, honestly, and I feel a lot of gratitude for you know, the opportunity to, to speak to whoever is listening right now. Well, beauty, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for taking the time and listening to today's episode. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone who would, please share it. Share on your Instagram by simply taking a screenshot and adding to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me so I can send some love back your way. For all the resources and links mentioned in this episode, please check out the podcast page on my website, www.kathyspence.com. And lastly, if you found this information valuable, please subscribe to Align & Hustle so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. See you soon.